Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about on-page SEO because it's very important today to get a uh, ranking on Google uh, by optimizing your website. And I'm excited to discuss this topic with Sid Fuzzy. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Natalie. How are you? Yeah, I'm cool, cool. Um, I, I like to learn uh, more in new insights about SEO and you decided to take this topic on page SEO. Uh, can you share why you, <laughs> uh, this topic and tell a little bit more about your background? Right, fantastic. So, um, yeah, well, my name's Sid Faisi. I'm uh, the director and senior SEO consultant at On Your Marks and Sharp Circles, which are digital agencies that specialize primarily in SEO, but in other forms of digital marketing as well. The, the reason for choosing on-page SEO as the topic that uh, of, of the topics that you suggested, the reason I chose on-page um, SEO is because it's been an interest of mine, a passion of mine for um, a considerable period of time. And um, it's something that I enjoy doing. It's something that I find very interesting. Basically, on-page SEO to give your listeners an idea um, uh, is basically the art and science of ensuring that a website is optimized. And um, a website is a sort of uh, uh, optimized in such a way that it suits the visitors that visit the website. So it provides them with a good experience as well as ensuring that the search engine understands the website properly and um, indexes it correctly so that the website appears higher up in search results and gets the best possible visibility in search results, in the organic yeah, search. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got it. Okay, uh, tell me about um, Australia SEO, for example, uh, uh, if I compare um, uh, SEO basics for Russian-speaking countries, uh, Ukraine, Russia, Moldova, Kazakhstan, and uh, compare with the US and Canada, it's quite different. You know, <laughs> uh, I think uh, different processes, uh, different types of content. What about Australia? Uh, can you compare them with uh, American, Canadian, or uh, even uh, UK? Okay. Well, fundamentally, SEO is, um, I mean, the basics of SEO mm -hmm. would be pretty standard if you're talking about optimizing a website that's primarily in the English language, then uh, pr the primary concepts are pretty much the same with uh, across the board for English speaking, uh, it for websites in English. Mm -hmm. And the way it works is that uh, the most important factor over time, it's become an even more important uh, factor is that you need to make, make sure that the users coming through to your website have a good experience. And search engines, in particular Google, um, are, are generally very good at understanding what sort of an experience you're providing to the, to the visitors to your website. So um, um, as long as you ensure that that experience is a good one and it uh, provides people value, then uh, you're likely to have good results. And it pretty much applies uh, to Google's, um, you know, optimization that you do for Google, whether it's in Australia, Australia, I mean, whether it's this part of the world, Australia, New Zealand, or if you're doing it for US or UK based websites. And, you know, uh, that's pretty much my experience with, with um, English websites. You know, uh, uh, when, uh, 
you search uh, for any information about Australia, you can uh, touch New Zealand as well. But you know, I check out the distance. <laughs> it's it's not uh, close to each other. It's like a thousand kilometers, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, long distances are not quite, you know, we're kind of used to long distances mm -hmm. really but yeah uh it, at the end of the day when it when you're talking about domain names as far as google's concerned it uh refers to individual region when you google uses the word region they're actually talking about countries so um when we're optimizing a website in australia if it's a .com.au website which is our uh, domain extension um and um if it's a .com.au website you're likely to have better results in australia because google is likely to provide visitors with uh, to try and provide visitors with an experience that would be more appropriate for them. So um, mm -hmm. that pretty much, it pretty much comes down to that. Unless you have a .com website, in which case you can um, indicate to Google which part of the world or which particular country you want to get better visibility in or which, con which country you want to focus on more. Um, but uh, I mean, unless that's the case with um, domain names that actually indicate the country that they're from, then it pretty much gives you a, a better set of results in your own location, in your own region. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that um, when people ask about, uh, uh, do I need to use .com or uh, any other uh, suggestions, I think that um, Google uh, doesn't care a lot about this, but users care you know, when they check out uh, Google, the, the top 10 results, if they see uh, their local domains, they trust more and feel uh, that um, yeah they're related uh, to their results and can get much better insights because yeah time is the biggest asset <laughs> people want to save time yeah it depends on the nature of the the search as well so if you're looking yeah. for plumbing services or accounting services you're likely to be more interested in results from your part of the the world if not just your part of the world i mean they could be even more specific it can be uh, your location because mm -hmm. you're not going to want to know about electricians or uh, you know accountants or doctors based in another part of the world across across the globe or even in uh, another city for that matter mm -hmm. so yeah. uh, yes you are going to get much more likely uh, results from your part of the world and that's what's what's more likely to happen so yeah, uh, yeah. users get a better better experience google also pays attention to this sort of information okay i want to start from the basic question uh, where to start for example, I have a new website, I want to optimize it, and I don't know what I need to do first. Can you share your insights? That's a, that's a brilliant question because um, a lot of people want to dive right in without actually understanding what on-page SEO is about or what SEO is about uh, as a whole. Uh, for me, the most important thing is to understand your market and understand what sort of, of uh, searches you want to appear higher for. Um, mm -hmm. what sort of searches are likely to get you good results. Now, um, that basically uh, brings us to keyword selection, keyword identification. So the keyword research is the most critical part of um, an SEO and uh, an on-page SEO um, campaign, uh, SEO campaign mm -hmm. in general. But if you're doing on uh, starting with on-page, then keyword selection is the most important part. And when we're selecting keywords, uh, a lot of people just tend to go for the most generic keywords or the most popular keywords within their industry. And that's not always a good idea, especially like the kind of example that you mentioned where you're looking to uh, start a new website. And um, if, you, if you just sort of go for the most generic or the most popular keywords in most industries, unless you're absolutely, you're 
the luckiest person on the planet and you've only got a couple of competitors, you're likely to have hundreds, if not thousands of people in your industry. So in your uh, domain, if you've got thousands of people, the chances of you getting good visibility are, uh, in a short period of time are very, very minimal. Uh, unless once again, you get very lucky and all your competitors are doing the wrong things and, uh, and that typically doesn't happen. So uh, what you need to do is to identify keywords that get you high rankings quicker so that you don't have to, because SEO does take a while. It doesn't get you overnight results. Um, so you need to be able to stick with it and you need to be able to stick with it for, for the long run. So ideally what you want to do is identify keywords that get you decent results in a short period of time, but those results also mean something. Um, and uh, kind of um, uh, at the same time, keep in mind that in the long run, there are bigger keywords that you can go for, but you don't want to go for those right in the beginning. So mm -hmm. you need to catch the low-hanging fruit, as we like to call it, uh, but at the same time, ensure that you keep your eye on the big picture. So yeah. that's, that's basically what I would, I would say is the most critical part, keyword selection. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It takes time to choose the right keywords because, for example, uh, once I got a client and uh, he told me, uh, I want to promote the keyword weight loss. I oh. replied, okay, okay, no problem. Okay, let's promote this keyword. Where is your website? He, he replied to me, you know, I'm going to launch this website uh, for a few months. <laughs> I told him it's not a good idea, you know, <laughs> because, uh, you know, it takes time to uh, get authority uh, to create uh, awesome content. And yeah, I completely agree. It, it depends on the right strategy. Okay. Uh, tell um, how to find this right strategy and uh, to select uh, keywords that uh, you can promote. For example, uh, 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 um, if we uh, are talking about this example with weight loss, uh, I, I think in the top 10 results, you can find uh, companies that cost a billion dollars, you know, big, uh, big companies. Uh, and uh, it's not a good idea to try to uh, outrank them with limited resources if you start from scratch. Uh, and of course, it's better to start uh, from competing with sites in your league. Can you share more insights about that? Yeah, that's where, once again, we are talking about selecting the right keywords. And um, you need to look at uh, one very important word that you mentioned there was in your league. You know, you need yeah. to make sure you don't go up against the Walmarts and the, you know, the, the Marks and Spencers and, you know, the big, massive, massive brands. And they're going to, they're always going to outrank you, at least in the short term, short term. In the long run, yes, you can you can put up a fight, but not in the short term. You're not going to enter the market with a brand new website and be able to compete to be able to anywhere get near them. You know, get anywhere near mm -hmm. them in the early stages. So what you need to do is to uh, identify phrases that not maybe not so many people are searching for. So you don't want to go for like weight loss, but you want to go for mm -hmm. more specific like weight loss for over 30s or over 40s or, you know, that sort of thing, or weight loss after giving birth or weight loss, you know, depending on what sort of um, uh, scope of your services yeah. cover. So you need to identify phrases that perhaps not thousands of people are searching for, but at the same time, uh, phrases that uh, can, you know, get you um, in through the door early on, you know, a lot quicker. Uh, and the idea is that, um, frankly, for a small business, uh, for a new startup, you, you don't need 
in, um, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could get thousands of people coming through to the website. But what you need to do is to have more targeted traffic, more targeted, uh, get your get your website to rank higher for keywords that maybe the, the big guys have not really bothered with or for them getting an extra 200 visitors per day is not a big deal because they want to work on the big, you know, high ticket items and they want to attract thousands of visitors per hour. So what you need to um, work on is to get a decent number of visitors uh, or decent number of Google searches to be able to see you in the search results. So once they come through, you're providing an experience and a, a, a set of results, a set of uh, information to them that would be a lot more relevant so you can convert them. So what you're looking at is to get the right kind of traffic. It may be not huge in terms of volume compared to the big guys, but it would be a lot more relevant to you. And by by identifying that niche, by identifying that specific corner of the market, which the big boys are not really bothering with, you can start to sort of get a foothold in the market, get those people in and make sure that they get a good, they have a good experience on your website. And over time, then expand your list of keywords, look at other keywords, maybe, you know, as you get, as you build uh, your, your uh, presence in the market, you'll have more confidence in terms of SEO as well. You can expand the amount of content you have, the relevance uh, that your con content has for certain keywords, and then you sort of build on that. And over time, yeah, maybe two years down the road, maybe you can take on the big boys, you know, the, the, the yeah. big companies and go for the big, big ticket items. Yeah, yeah, got it. Okay, uh, which tools do you use to find these keywords? Okay, we use a variety of tools. Um, mm -hmm. uh, there are some very um, popular ones like SEMrush and Moz, and um, there are some others. Neil Patel has a tool, um, uh, Uber, Uber Suggest as well. Yeah. Primarily, personally, I prefer to use SEMrush because uh, I, I just find it easier to, different different users would have different opinions on this, but mm -hmm. SEMrush yeah. is a good one for me to work with. And then Rank Tracker is another one. Um, so uh, that's basically another tool that I work with. And typically what uh, what you always find is that the, the information that comes through from these tools is not, it doesn't always tally. So one tool might tell you that this particular keyword has 10,000 searches, mm -hmm. uh, 10,000 people searching for that particular keyword. And another tool will tell you is just 1,000 people for that month. Yeah. So, but you do see a pattern across the board. So the idea is to look at a variety of tools that would give you a, a better, uh, a wider scope of uh, information, and then decide what sort of keywords would be relevant. And uh, you know, so we look at uh, specifically we look at how difficult the keywords might be. We look at how um, obviously the relevance is. Well, you know, without, it goes without saying, you have to have relevance for the keywords, but you need to look at how difficult the keywords are and uh, also how many searches there might be uh, being carried out for those particular keywords. So if you put the two things together, then you can work out what sort of level you're at. Depending on what level you're at, you can decide which, uh, uh, you know, which particular keywords to go for. So like I mm -hmm. said, you know, if you've been around for a lot longer, if you feel that you're much more, uh, you're likely to benefit a lot more by focusing on particular keywords, then focus on those. I think. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, Valuable. Yeah.
Yeah, got it. Okay, uh, tell more uh, about uh, grouping a list of keywords. For example, um, if I type on SEMrush or any other tools, uh, even Uber suggests most, I can uh, find uh, a list of keywords like weight loss supplements, weight loss reviews, weight loss, uh, many, many different uh, long tail keywords. Um, how to group them? Uh, I think that it takes time, you know, to check out manually all this list and think uh, which are relevant, which are good for you. Uh, but um, yeah, uh, tell about your process. Okay. Well, uh, what I usually say is it depends on um, how much content there is in your website as well. Mm -hmm. So what you need to do is to, um, yeah, it's, uh, for, for me personally, my strategy is to build on the the. Uh, number of keywords as I go along. So initially, I would have a limited set of keywords, say a 10, 20, that sort of a smaller number. And then as I go along and have my website linked with Google Search Console, that's my favorite tool, by the way, um, mm -hmm. Google Search Console, because it enables me to be able to get information in regards to the organic performance of the website much more easily and also it provides useful information over the long run and it's quite straightforward to to use as well you know there are no complications with google search console at least not not major complications so the idea basically is that you um build on the keywords and you'd be surprised as you go along you're going to find more and more um keywords that may even you know that you never thought of in the first place or maybe some even any tools didn't suggest suggest those keywords to you so by looking at google search console keep an eye out for the types of searches that you're being found for as you optimize your website you're not going to get that information within the first couple of weeks but over the first few months of your campaign because seo is a long-term strategy mm -hmm. um, so over about two three months you would start seeing what kind of keywords your website's appearing for and then you can expand on those a few variations and um, you know try a few different variations and see how much more you can uh, milk those keywords for or those particular groupings for. And um, then because uh, there are always, even if you have groups, there are always overlaps as well between the different groups of keywords. But the idea, my, my personal um, aim usually with most SEO campaigns is to have a variety and see which ones of those keywords you're getting more traction for, which ones, uh, which particular types of keywords, and then sort of build more on, because there's always this possibility of going, putting in an equal amount of effort across the board. But I personally prefer to sort of push with the keywords that are getting me more joy early on, and mm -hmm. then sort of keep expanding, keep adding to my list. And um, by the end of the year, by, by the end of the first couple of years, you're looking at maybe that list expanding from 10, 20 to uh, close to a couple of hundred at times. So yeah. it, it kind of grows over time. Yeah, got it. Okay, um, let's talk about um, learning user intent. For example, uh, we have a list of keywords, we want to promote them, or uh, we try to, uh, to compare them with existing content. Uh, and um, how to learn user intent uh, that is correct or not with our content? Do we need to create a new content or update the old one? Uh, yeah, share your insights. Okay, it, a number of things play a part here. Um, the, the sort of industry you're in, that makes a big difference because there are some um, industries which are seasonal 
So you have you could be selling holiday programs, or you could be uh, selling um, Christmas decorations or Christmas toys or something, uh, or you could be um, you know providing um, summer holidays, you know like providing a service that's related to the the holiday uh, season. So uh, if you have um, a particular seasonal sort of like for example, we um, recently I was um, you know the, the example just came to mind. It's a particular client that provides. Um, heating and cooling systems so mm-hmm. um, when winter time comes it's about the heating systems that they want to get uh, it's for the heating systems that they want to get visibility for the other nobody's searching for cooling systems um, mm-hmm. in the winter so what you need to do is to be able to get yourself um uh, to be able to to identify what is re- in such a scenario you're looking at identifying the right sort of keywords and have content that would get you better results so in terms of um, working on the right kind of content if it's a seasonal thing then that's different if it's something that's pretty much the same across across all seasons then you'd be looking at um, working on content creating content and looking at how the users are behaving once they're on your website do you get conversions because at the end of the day for a business website what you're looking at what you're ideally looking at is to convert people Mm -hmm, once they're on your website you don't just want people to come through um, and unless it's a pr- purely informational uh, website and you just want to share information with people, that's something else. But in majority of cases for businesses, what you want to do is once somebody's on your website, you want to give them an experience which enables you to make some sort of a, some sort of progress in terms of, um, well, ideally you want to make a sale uh, mm-hmm. ultimately with, in majority of cases, or at least to have them coming back to buy something or to show uh, further interest. So what you want to do is you want to keep an eye on what sort of an experience people are getting, how much time they're spending on your website, which uh, you know, which particular types of users, if users are searching for a particular keyword coming through to your website and not really using, you know, not really moving on to buy something or making make, make uh, some sort of a, a, an inquiry with you, then you may not necessarily have that keyword and content related to that particular keyword. In your website, like um, another example comes to mind, which is which was for a website that was providing um, green tea, Chinese mm-hmm. green tea. And uh, what was happening with this particular client is that they were getting a good amount of traffic coming through for the keywords that they had before they came to us, and but this traffic wasn't converting. So they were puzzled about getting. I mean, they were getting thousands of visitors, but not many conversions. It was just because their keywords weren't as relevant. And mm-hmm. based on our keyword uh, keyword research, we suggested to them that uh, they should try keywords that have lower lower volume, but higher conversion rates. Yeah, with a lot of resistance. The client was just worried. You know, they were they uh, obviously the first reaction is why should I go for keywords that have two hundred people searching for them mm-hmm. a month as opposed to two thousand people. And for the 2,000 people, uh, the, the searches, the 2,000 searches were resulting in a lot of traffic coming through as well. But uh, so that's where, you know, the clients that we work with, they need to be educated in that sense that we need to explain, to be able to explain to them that what you're looking at is the quality of the experience that the people would have once they're on your website. So that's where your content needs to be geared as well. Uh, your content needs to be able to provide an experience that is relevant to the visitor and beneficial to you as well. 
And yeah. in terms of updating the content, you need to look at what sort of results you're getting. So if people are coming through, not spending much time on the website, you keep an eye on what kind of pages you're losing the people on. So if people are going through the website, not really um, showing much interest for particular search terms, then you can sort of either improve the experience or decide that maybe that's not a keyword, uh, appropriate keyword for you to work on. So that's, yeah. that's something that you need to to, to yeah. pay a lot of attention to. I agree, I agree. Uh, Neil Patel shares uh, the study that he has, uh, if I remember correctly, like 51 million users a month on his website, uh, on his website, newpatel.com. And uh, it's interesting that most of this traffic uh, <laughs> don't convert because uh, uh, he has a lot of traffic about Instagram, but he <laughs> doesn't sell Instagram services uh, or uh, many other related topics. And he told that was mistake to create this content. Uh, yes, uh, he uh, can uh, have this traffic, uh, but uh, it's better to uh, pay attention with topics that will bring customers first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree yeah. with that. That's, okay, that's an important point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. What about um, uh, choosing priorities? For example, um, you have a list of keywords, uh, like, I don't know, like uh, 100 topics. And uh, today, uh, quality is key. Yes, it's more important than uh, quantity. Uh, how to choose priorities, uh, where to start? Because, for example, from my experience, uh, I always tell my clients, don't try to create a lot of content. Create one piece of content, the best possible content, and jump with another one. If you uh, feel that uh, you can't create much better content, uh, yes, just do it. And um, uh, I usually pay attention uh, with uh, topics that have a lack of quality content. For example, if uh, uh, my client uh, is feeling good to create awesome content, high quality, but we have a, a lot of other high quality content as well, and it's hard to overcome them. It's like to compete with each other. Uh, tell uh, more insights about that. Okay. Um, well, in terms of um, creating content, you, you made a very good point. It's about the quality. So yeah. um, uh, that's where quality will always beat quantity. In majority of cases, it, that is, I mean, majority of scenarios, that is uh, that holds true. And in terms of content, that's the most important thing. You don't want to have um, too much um, of everything in your website and nothing of quality. And you don't want to have people coming through and finding that, you know, your website is no different from a thousand other websites that they can get the same information from. So if you're regurgitating the same information that the users, the visitors have seen before, it's not the same as we're not in 2007 anymore, where only a handful of people were providing information on particular subjects. Now you've got thousands of websites providing good quality information in, in a lot of industries. So what you, uh, what you need to remember is that uh, users are a lot more savvy now. Uh, people are not just going, uh, performing a search, going to one website and deciding to um, express their interest. People are likely to be going to a multiple uh, set of websites, looking at many different websites and looking at um, finding more information and seeing which website is providing information that kind of sort of touches their soul in a way. Mm -hmm. So you need to provide, and personally, I mean, based on my personal experience, I would say I'd rather go to a website which provides me good information on one subject than to go to a website that provides me not uh, information that's not relevant on or not very high quality on a lot of subjects. 
yeah. or a lot of different topics. So yes, it's very much about uh, uh, um, uh, creating content that really strikes a chord with the visitor. And if you can focus on particular, uh, ideally, it needs. if you're in a good situation, that applies to your primary offering. So if you're offering 10 different products or 10, 10 different services, uh, then your best service, the one that makes you the most money, that ideally is the service that you want to create the best content for because you want to be able to show the visitors uh, that you are the authority on that subject or at least you're not gonna you're not gonna convince everybody but the idea is that you need to show a good number of people that you know what you're talking about on that subject so that that is much more relevant that's much more important focus uh, focus on the most core service or at least a smaller set of services that make you the most money and you're best at as well and push those forward mm -hmm. and that's likely to get you better results yeah uh, and you yeah. know it's interesting that uh quality is important for google but uh i think that quantity is more important for social media <laughs> I, i can explain why uh you know uh, once uh, i i've listened to audio podcast with uh, gary v and he shared uh, uh quantity is more important for than quality and uh, i started to think why 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 he, uh, he told like this it's interesting that um uh, you know it's hard to create uh uh quality for social media if you post a lot and uh, when you uh create a lot of content you can improve your uh experience you can improve uh, uh, your confidence for example even uh, filming videos uh, you can't uh, shoot the first video uh quality if you uh, don't shoot before uh, like uh, a hundred of other videos it's the yeah. same with audio podcast you need to uh, record a lot of audio podcast to improve the, this quality uh, and uh, uh, i think that social media is good for uh, uh, getting this experience but yeah. when you create content for google <laughs> yeah, yeah it's better to pay attention with uh, quality as maximum as possible yeah yes. for social media you're you're absolutely right it's about um creating as much content as possible Yeah. And uh, a lot of people still have uh, resistance to that. A lot of people feel that maybe that's not the right way to go. But um, it's very, it's very true. You need to have a lot of quantity, so you're in front of, you know, it's the attention economy, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you need to present yourself in front of people as regularly as possible. And the idea is that, um, you know, in your industry, whatever industry you're in, if people think of that particular service or that particular product, you want to be the one that they think of. Ideally, so say if it's weight loss, then immediately, I mean, I, off the top of my head, I can think of who whose content I see on LinkedIn. I, mm -hmm. I may not even have interacted with that person, but I know who's talking about weight loss on LinkedIn. Yeah. I know who's talking about resume writing on LinkedIn. I know who's talking about accounting services on LinkedIn. So there are certain individuals that you may not have even interacted with. You don't know them very well, but you know who they are. Uh, so that's really, really, really important. And also, like, uh, as you you must have heard, Gary, he talks about quantity of content, uh, mm -hmm. of the actual original content, but at the same time, quantity, uh, quality of the interaction. So quantity, mm -hmm. a large quantity of information that you're putting out, but at the same time, you interact with individual individuals on a higher quality basis. So you have quality yeah. comments. And uh, so that's where you can engage with people better. But with, with SEO, uh, you're talking about Because you're not there, you're not actually talking to the people. They're just coming through to the to the website that you have, 
taking a look and you don't know when they're doing it. They could be doing it in the middle of the night. You're not mm. there on a chat, uh, you know, on a, in a chat window to try and find out who they are and, and what they're looking for. So ideally what you want to do is you want to provide an experience that um, touches, touches them in some way, sort of mm-hmm. um, that, that is where the quality comes into play. And Google's getting better and better at understanding what sort of an experience people might have when they come through to your website. So they know that if you're just creating content just to please the search engine and not bothering with the visitors, then the search engine is slowly, you know, they're getting smarter and they're understanding that that's what you're trying to do. So yeah, that's, I fully understand. But social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Different got story. Uh, okay. Um, uh, let's talk about user experience. How to improve uh, this experience? Uh, for example, uh, okay, we uh, found a list of keywords. Uh, we created uh, content, and uh, I think is the next step to improve user experience. Uh, for example, uh, from my point of view, I often see when uh, clients try to copy big websites, popular websites, uh, even Amazon, <laughs> Facebook, I don't know many others. And uh, But uh, uh, Amazon has a billion products. Uh, Facebook uh, has uh, 3 billion users, you know, it's a lot. And um, uh, if you have a small website, it's not a good idea. And uh, tell uh, your insights how to improve user experience as maximum as possible. Yeah, well, one very important thing to remember is when you try and copy somebody else, especially if it's a much bigger player, you're going to be a, an inferior version of them. So even if you copy them, in your opinion, you've copied them really well, you're not going to be, you're never going to be Amazon, you know. Yeah. Unless, I mean, you, you may be Amazon in a different, uh, at a different stage in your yeah. website's development, uh, but, you're not, uh, but you're not going to get there by being another Amazon. Because people, if they're looking for an experience like the one they get on Amazon's website, then they're just going to get it on Amazon's website. They're not going to want to get the same experience from your site. So what you ideally want to do is to ensure that there is something, that's where branding comes into play. You need to have a, a, a site that's enabling people to uh, to get such an experience where they know that uh, they, they, it kind of enables them to remember you. Or enab- mm-hmm. enables you to be remembered by them. So you need to have an experience where uh, you kind of you have your calls to action. I mean, the calls to action co- come into play. That's that's a big important part. But you also need to have you need to give them something that enables them to remember you. Sometimes people do it by offering some um, free tools on their sites. Um, Neil Patel talks about that quite a bit. Um, there are uh, you know there are times when people uh, have their copywriting in a particular way where uh, you're presenting yourself in such a way that people remember you. Now, it could be talking about in a very personalized way. It could be like your copywriting could be in a humorous sort of way, or it could be a variety of different things. Or you may have um, a video content that they can uh, they can remember more easily. So there can be a variety of things that you can offer. And um, the idea basically is to know what your client's uh, what would appeal to your clients or to be able to identify, you know, be, uh, for them to be able to identify you more easily. So I think a lot of it, when you're creating, providing an experience, there's not one standard experience that can apply across the board. But what you want to do is to provide an experience that enables them to remember you. Because acquiring clients is one thing. Well, driving traffic to your web- website is one thing. Acquiring clients is another. But the most important thing is to re- retain people, retain their interest, to have them coming back. So that's what you need to focus on. 
and um, along with the amount of traffic our websites get we also look at what sort of uh, an experience they're getting so the amount of time they're spending on our website the kind of if they're making an inquiry what kind of a uh, an outcome we're getting from the the visitors ex, um, you know, mm-hmm. whatever experience we provide so your exp- the experience you provide has to be geared towards um, not something that you think would be good to offer but more about what people because the market doesn't lie you know at the end of the day what's happening out there is going to be obvious to you um ultimately the numbers the numbers are going to um uh, give you a clearer picture so you just need to look at what sort of an experience your current content's giving you need to keep an eye out for the different types of content what kind of uh, performance differences there might be and then focus more on what you're better at because there's mm-hmm. no, no point in sort of trying to do things more of the wrong things because you're still not going to get the results so you need to identify what you're better at and sometimes people are, uh, are surprised by the results they're getting as well you know they realize themselves through their journey oh this is something that i'm better at compared to that other service because people seem to be more appreciative of the information i'm providing for this particular yeah. service okay let's talk about um this metrics that you mentioned uh time on site uh or something like this how to learn them for example um if users uh, land to your website and uh, get everything for, for a minute, you know, all the information, perhaps they just uh, uh, take your phone and call you uh, to order your services. And um, uh, it really matters uh, uh, to have uh, much longer, to keep longer on your website. For example, Facebook might uh, sell uh, uh, paid ads. And uh, yeah, it's important for Facebook or Instagram or any other social media to retain users longer because uh, longer users, uh, uh, much better profit. But uh, what about uh, common websites? Is it important to uh, retain users or um, it's better to pay attention with uh, some other metrics. For example, Google proclaims that uh, time on site doesn't play uh, a huge role. Um, some marketers uh, claim that uh, time on site, uh, if people consume longer your content, the chance that uh, they will buy your products uh, much higher. Uh, but uh, Google uh, analyzes dwell time. Yes, dwell time. That means if users land to your website and get back to social uh, to search engine, uh, that means uh, yes, uh, it's. Uh, not good metric. <laughs> Can you share more about uh, this metrics? Yeah. Well, ultimately, um, just like in um, in normal, you know, normal person-to-person interaction, if a person's speaking with you in regards to your service and they speak with you for a long period of time, it's likely that they think you're making sense to them. Uh, you're not going to talk to somebody about the service they're providing. Say, if you're talking to an accountant and you feel that they don't know their stuff. You're not going to talk to them for a long period because you're going to think I'm going to talk to another accountant if I'm looking for an accountant. Uh, an accountant, so I'd rather rather speak to somebody who knows what they're talking about. So it, uh, I mean that that's something that that holds true for websites as well. You're not going to spend a lot of time on a website that isn't providing you good information. So Google looks at how quickly people bounce off. Like you said, if people search for something, come come to your website and go back to Google again to search for the same thing again and go to another website, but don't return to Google. Google will see that that website is more valuable because yeah. your website obviously didn't give the user the experience that they were looking for. If it happens once or twice, it's not a big deal, but if it happens with 2,000 users um, every month, so mm-hmm. 2,000 people come through to your website and leave very, very quickly, 
whereas other other websites provide a better experience as far as Google's concerned. Um, Google's going to treat them better because it's going to see them as a better uh, de- delivering a better experience on your website. It's not necessarily um, uh, always. It may not always be the case. It could be that your website is great at selling things. People come through and immediately just buy things from your website. But typically, I mean, this is just one of the indicators that Google uh, would look at to see, is this website providing good, uh, a good experience to the user? Yeah. The user experience is a massive thing for Google. Um, and yeah, so retaining people on your website, there are all sorts of tricks that people play as well. So people would create a long, long form video or some sort of a some sort of content that would enable them to retain the visitors on the site. But ultimately, what you're looking at as a business owner is to convert people or to retain their interest. So they they may not necessarily buy things at that point in time, but you want you want to encourage them to return to your to your website. So um, you're not going to be able to convince people to return just by telling them do come back to our website. But if mm-hmm. there's good information there then they're going to come back. There's no reason yeah. why they wouldn't, uh, especially if they're serious about that particular product or service. If they land on your website accidentally, if they're looking for something else and you're providing uh, a different sort of service or product, then that's different. But the the primary users that you want to attract, if you're providing good information, they're likely to stay if they're serious about buying. And that's that's what's important. So yeah, dwell time is definitely uh, an important factor mm-hmm. and um, from a business perspective and from Google's uh, perspective as well. So SEO as well as the actual tangible side of the business, which is actually going to put, you know, money yeah. in your pocket. Okay, got it. Okay. Uh, um, I remember one phrase from Albert Einstein and uh, he told, uh, simplify as maximum as possible but not simpler uh, uh you know i think that uh, this phrase uh, is actual today even more <laughs> i don't know about his time but uh, today uh, when uh, uh, a few uh, uh, big companies provided uh, studies that uh, 76 percent of users uh uh, prefer to have experience with a simple website structure. Uh, can you tell more how to create this simple website structure and uh, wherever masters should pay more attention? Okay, good question. Um, a, a visitor, I mean, you, you have to see it from your own perspective. When you visit a website, you're not, you're looking to get information. You're looking to get, to find out some more details about a particular product or service or what it is that out, out there that can provide you with uh, a solution to your problem, whatever your uh, whatever problem you're trying to solve. What you don't want to do is to have a problem that you want to solve and you search for a solution, go to a website, and then you have a puzzle to solve. So mm-hmm. you don't want to have, <laughs> um, basically as a user, you don't want to be given a website where you have to try and figure out where to get the information or make an extra effort. I've, I've um, you know, gone through, I can think of thousands of experiences I've had uh, with websites where I go to the website, don't find what I'm looking for easily and leave or feel mm-hmm. that, you know, I click on something and I find an empty, you know, a missing page, a 404 experience. Plenty of websites still have those. Um, or I find irrelevant information, or I see information that's just stretched out and uh, presented in such a way that they're just trying to keep me on the website for as long as possible. I get I personally get bored with that. 
And I can imagine a lot of visitors, a lot of users, when they come through to a website, they would feel the same. Um, and people generally do feel the same. If they don't find information that they're looking for, if they don't find something easily, um, then they're likely to be put off by that experience. So simplifying your experience, the most important thing is to ensure that your um, your website structure, the menu is as clear as possible. Yes, it's very nice to have an RT website. If you are an artist or if you're if you're in that sort of industry, that's that might still be different. People might still be interested in uh, in trying to sort of figure their way out around a website. But in majority of cases, where uh, it's a business business website. You know, you 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 want to get the information fast. Yes, you mm. want things to be aesthetically uh, pleasing. You want uh, the experience to be, uh, you know, uh, sort of. Uh, I mean, as a as a website owner, you want to provide an eye catching experience, but you want to keep things as simple as possible for the visitors. Because mm-hmm. people have short attention spans. People are not gonna. People have busy lives. People want solutions to the the problems that they have fast. They don't want to stick around and and they, they they have no reason to stick around. I mean, they, they hardly know you the first time they come through mm-hmm. to your website. In majority of cases, they've just found you in Google's organic search. And they've yeah. and you're ranking along with nine other websites in organic results. So <laughs> they they don't have a particular affinity to you. There's no reason for them to stick around. So uh, unless there's a good experience and an easy experience. So you need to keep things simple and easy and um, yep. It's always tempting to make things complicated and sort of try and um, create an experience where you feel your marketing department might feel that ah, we want to provide them with this sort of an experience which really looks cool. But they're not, majority of visitors are not looking for a cool experience. They're looking for a solution. So you want to yeah. provide them with an ease, easy to use website that has good information, but at the same time, they can find their way around quickly. So a menu structure. Uh, the way you've, you present the information, you don't want to sort of try and be too original at times. I mean, originality is good, but you don't want to be too cryptic in the mm-hmm. way you present your website. You want to you want to provide an experience that enables them to have a, an easier life after you know after they come through to your website. Okay, uh, I think uh, finally we <laughs> let's uh, talk about uh technical seo yes uh, uh from my experience um i don't know uh i think of course it's estimation sometimes uh technical seo provides a great result sometimes you can't see any results from <laughs> after optimizing with technical seo uh tell uh, your way how to find technical errors and um uh which metrics are important there for example um i often see uh, the keyword how to optimize uh, or to how to get a hundred percent with page speed insights do we need to get a hundred percent or not uh and uh, uh, which tools to uh, provide to analyze websites yeah um page speed insights i mean that's that's a big one with a lot of people people are obsessive mm-hmm. about page speed insights and um but but to be very frank with you Unless your website's really, really terrible with page speed insights, you, you don't want to see very small numbers. You don't want to have like 20 out of 100 or, you know, 12 out of 100, that sort of thing. Um, unless that's the case, in a lot of cases, you do not get affected so badly by page speed insights. Uh, opinions divided on this. Some people still feel that it's a big thing, but a lot of mm-hmm. people don't. You don't, what's most important is you don't have a website that takes ages to load. So you don't want your website to take 20 seconds to load. 
nobody's going to stick around for that long. Yeah. You don't even want to have a website that takes eight, seven, eight seconds to load. You ideally want to present information fast. Um, but you don't want to obsess over page speed insights because uh, that is not the ultimate measure. And uh, you can, the, the best way of confirming this is uh, you, you search for a particular keyword, in, whether in your industry or another industry, look at the top guys, the websites that are ranking in the top half of the first page and run their sites through page, page speed insights. And you're going to find that in a lot of cases, they are not hitting the hundred mark or getting anywhere near that. So yeah. the idea is the idea is that you still get uh, uh, you you have to have a decent score there, but it's not the be end all the be all and end all of uh, of um, technical SEO. I think on the technical side of things, what you really want to ensure is uh, that you are giving Google the right signals. What you're really looking at is ensuring that your meta information is in order. Your, you know, your title tags and um, your your description and your, um, you know, the images are optimized. Uh, the images have alt text and, you know, title text and um, that sort of information. Um, within the content, you've structured things, you know, your, your headings correctly, the H1, H2, H3 um, are done properly. And th that's much more critical, much more important when it comes to technical, the technical side of SEO. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do need to have decent speed. But uh, but your speed optimization is not going to fix all your problems. I mean, I've I've known people to to uh, that have been under the impression that if they optimize their website speed, that's it. That's just going to get them all the way to the first position, if not the just I mean, not just the first page, but all the way to the first position. But it doesn't work like that. It's about how relevant your site is for particular search terms, and you need to yeah. you need to focus on on the the right things to get the results. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks a lot. Uh, and uh, I have the last question. Uh, how people can reach out to you, find more about you, you learn about you, and or other services from you? Good question. <laughs> uh, LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm I'm on LinkedIn a lot. Um, so LinkedIn is the best uh, way to reach out to me. Yes, uh, there are, you know, uh, all my contact information and everything's there. So I think I think LinkedIn is the ideal, the ideal platform for me to be reached on. Uh, but yeah, it's always possible through our uh, websites as well. Um, but yeah, LinkedIn is uh, the best, the best place for me. Okay, so guys. I, I like to keep it simple in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. Okay, guys, you will find all these links uh, to LinkedIn profile, to website uh, in the description. Uh, learn more about Sid Faisi. Uh, I'm so excited, you know, yeah, uh, so valuable. I appreciate your time, especially from Australia. You know, we have different uh, time zones. And yeah, uh, as Thank I you for having told, yeah, as I told you, <laughs> if you have your podcast, I will come at any time as well. <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, okay, remember, well, thanks a lot. And, <laughs> yeah, and take care. Fantastic. Thanks, Anasli. Thanks for thanks for your time, mate. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.